Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. All right, welcome everyone to this edition of the Modernizer Die Podcast for June 11th, 2019. As you will know, it is just me. Uh, Gavin is away on vacation in New Zealand, uh, working on his accent while he is out there, I'm sure. And so all you have is uh, me to deal with today. So this is probably going to be kind of short, but I'm going to get the important news out there to you anyway. And um, without further ado, uh, some things I want to mention Priority number one is Adobe has released a hotfix, um, just released it today for um, 2018 Cold Fusion 2016 um, release, as well as they've done us a big solid and released an update for CF11. As many of you may know, CF11 has uh, gone out of uh, public support um, as of April of this year, um, but they were kind enough to include this latest release for us. So uh, Adobe, we do thank you for that and um, it won't be forgotten. Another item on the agenda here, uh, Lucy has uh, released their Docker image version 5.3 and this image here um, also includes a uh, an Nginx tag that allowed you to Spool up your Docker and you know Nginx, um, and also includes JRE uh, 11. And if you need to fall back on um, version 8, you can quickly and easily do that as well. But version 5.3 of Lucy's Docker 5.3 of uh, Lucy has been released as well. So um, that's kind of the uh, newest items um, to talk about. Another good thing that Adobe has done for us is they have extended the CF Summit uh, Early Bird registration. Uh, we've been telling you guys for several weeks now that uh, the Early Bird uh, was going to end at the May 31st. They were kind enough to extend that for us. June 30th is now the new extension of getting the Early Bird for 99 bucks. Now that leads us into what a WCF Summit is. It is going to be in Vegas again this year um, at the Mirage, uh, October 1st and 2nd. That is a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And it is by far the biggest CFML uh, conference uh, of the year with 500 plus attendees. Always a great party, always fun, um, always a lot of information to, uh, you know, to take in. Even if you do not use um, Adobe Cold Fusion itself, there's still a lot of pertinent information uh, for you Lucy developers out there as well. I encourage you guys to attend. It's very good. Call to speakers is closed for that conference. So don't try to submit or finish off your topics that are you're too late, but you can submit them um, elsewhere. And I'll tell you about that later. Now, during the uh, summit conference, there's going to be a two day training that Ordis is going to be putting on. Uh, one, they're going to be doing their cold box zero to hero, and that's going to be led by Gavin and Eric Peterson. And that is the same conference or the same um, workshop that we did 
that I was able to help out on rather um, at Into the Box. I didn't do it. I was just Eric's um, sidekick there. And it really kind of takes you from ground level uh, cold box uh, on up uh, into becoming a hero. And there's there's always something you know to learn. And I've attended several workshops before in the past, and um, sometimes you just you're left wanting more. And because of that, this year they are doing a hero to super superhero edition. Um, it's going to be based around APIs. But even if you're not interested in doing APIs, uh, there's still a lot to learn from the Superhero Edition, taking into a lot more advanced methods uh, of doing things. Um, I'm assuming it's going to uh, include interceptors, et cetera, and so on. Um, hey, Scott, I see you there in the chat. Uh, thank you, uh, one of our newest Patreon members, too, uh, Patreon members. Uh, appreciate that. The dates for that is going to be October the 3rd. And the fourth and they're going to be held it's not actually going to be at the the same location as the the cf summit it's going to be down the road at the hyatt place kind of just around the corner for those of you who have, who have attended uh, into the box you know that um ortison and hyatt it's a uh, kind of a working relationship they have going on there so it's going to be right around the corner i encourage you to check it out go ahead and sign up if you're interested and we also have links for that going to be here in the show notes for you now, in addition to um, what's going on with Ortis and the, the main summit uh, there, Adobe is doing their specialist certificate program. Um, I'm not sure if they're extending the early bird special on that or not, but the, the price of that was $399. Um, it's going to be going up. Um, maybe if you sweet talk them, they'll honor it. I don't know. That's that. Don't tell them I told you that, but hey, it's worth a shot, right? Next thing I want to talk about is there's a boot camp going on in Bangalore, India. Ortis is putting on the 16th and 17th. And it's going to be a two-day conference. going to be covering the Zero to Hero. Uh, Luis is going to be doing that. Uh, they're going to be building a, uh, a Twitter clone. They call it Soapbox. And uh, they'll be using all the same conventions that, that Ortis uses. The HMVC be showing you... Uh, behavior-driven development, test-driven development, how to build out tests and things like that. So if you're not able to attend the one in uh, Vegas and you're in India, check it out. You'll guess this is for you and your team. Um, hopefully you guys uh, can attend and there's there's quite a bit more um, of guys in India that um, I just don't have, haven't been in communication with. So I call you out as well. Next on the agenda here, uh, we have CF Camp. Uh, we know CF Camp is coming up uh, the 17th and 18th. It's going to be in uh, Munich, Germany. And the call to speakers is, is still open. Go ahead and get the uh, your information in there. The deadline to get your submission in is currently July 7th. And I, I do know, know they have a ton of submissions uh, now, but um, go ahead and, and submit them anyway. And I believe I've read a, uh, a tweet uh, from someone that, that talks about uh, the submissions that you may may have a perfect topic put together, um, well presented, everything, and you, you don't get chosen. Um, the reason for that may not be for any other reason other than the fact that that topic has already been picked or um, it, it's they, they may feel like that it's um, not necessarily over 
done, but they're, you know, trying to evolve and, and, and keep things going. Um, so feel free to submit um, as many submissions as you can. Um, and, you know, don't get your feelings hurt if you, you know, don't get chosen. It, it's really just all about providing, you know, the content um, and creating a, a great conference. So that's, that's kind of really what they're all about. There is another orders training, the 15th and 16th. I wonder here, this is the joys of doing it all here solo since uh, Gavin is out. He's usually here to keep me in check. Um, but I do have a note here, orders training, um, a two-day workshop on the 15th and 16th. Yep, so that's going to be like a pre-conference workshop, and they're still up in the air as to what topics they're going to be covering. Um, so if you're going to be uh, at CF Camp and you want to attend a, uh, an orders workshop, you don't know um, what it's going to be about, but you have an idea what you would like to learn, um, reach out to uh, Ortis, let them know, say, hey, man, I'd really like you know to learn more about this, this, and this. Um, and they'll see about putting a, a workshop together that um, meets the interests of those you know at CF Camp. So, all right. This here brings us to the blogs, tweaks, and videos of the week. One of the best tweets I saw this morning here, honestly, in my opinion, was from uh, Pete Freitag and Foundeo, uh, giving a huge thanks and shout out to, uh, you know, to Adobe for their CF11 update. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, CF11 went out of public release in April of this year. And uh, Gio, hey man, how you doing? Good seeing you. If you guys wonder what I'm doing and why I'm just talking randomly, uh, these are guys here in the uh, YouTube chat. It's nice to talk to somebody other than yourself sometimes. So even though I do that as well. But at any rate, that tweet there kind of resonated with me because it also kind of follows along. Um, I had read another tweet somewhere else, uh, you know, where people may have been talking about, you know, is CF doing? Okay, here's one right here. Uh, McKellar Light I have posted says some people say that Adobe isn't doing enough to support promote cold fusion. That's not true. Um, Adobe's own Keyshore and Elijah uh, attended Developer Week in San Francisco, California, and he made a tweet about that in, in a blog post as to what um, that those guys and that team there were doing um, for the cold fusion community, and uh, you know it kind of resonates into the fact that they gave us this bonus CF11 update. You know because. It's going to take some time for people to um, to get off of CF11, even though we've had uh, fair warning. Um, these were, I uh, feel, fairly pertinent security updates, and, and they felt that it was in the best interest uh, of the community to, to release those. Um, don't get used to it. Don't get spoiled by that. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to happen for everything. Also, uh, McKellar Light, she's been putting out a lot of information, a lot of blog posts here. You know, another one that we'll have in the show notes um, was talking about, you know, after 23 years and hundreds, if not thousands of active programming language, languages, why is Cold Fusion still alive and thriving? And uh, this blog post kind of goes into, you know, uh, the security aspects of things. This blog post in particular was actually posted. What is the date that I have here? Yesterday uh, on the 10th. And then today, what happened? Man, Adobe released a security update and, and even retroactive security update. So point proven, you know, uh, retroactively speaking. I mean, they, they that's one of the best reasons why 
my opinion that uh, and McCullough's opinion and probably a lot of you why CF is still alive and thriving today. They put their money where it should. Now there is a long-term blogger that we've all read uh, years past from Raymond Camden, and uh, we haven't heard a lot from him in the CF realm um, much. Um, well, I, it's been a while. Uh, he, he has uh, been active, and I've seen him at a few conferences. He's now released a blog on the fusion reactor um, blog uh, site, basically as a guest blogger, um, about his experiences using fusion reactor with cold fusion queries. And I'll include that link there, but it's good to, good to hear from you, Ray, and I uh, hope you're doing well, and uh, our thoughts and prayers are, are still with you and your family. So... Like I said, guys, this is going to be a kind of a short and sweet, just getting the information out there to you. Um, next we have is the Forgebox module of the week. Now, this module here um, is called Request Bin. It is actually one that I have written um, a couple years ago, and you can get it at, you know, just box, box install request bin, um, kind of like post bin or things like that. The idea behind this is, say you are working on a webhook or working, before I understood how to use uh, the developer tools for, um, you know, for building JavaScript API requests, there, there was a little bit of issue. But the biggest thing that I use it for is like, when you're rooted into an application, you need to send an HTTP post to another server, right? but you don't know exactly what you're sending all the time. I have a lot of endpoints that I access to and they need a specific structure. Well, without seeing what they're getting, you don't really know if you're formatting things properly, you know? So this request bin module would allow you to post and it's a developer tool only. Don't, don't install it in production uh, because it will write logs to, you know, your, your machine and things like that. But it then allows you to come back and see, okay, well, I made a HTTP post of this. Um, and here is all the, the header information, the, the data, the payload, all that kind of good stuff is there and it's logged for you. It allows you to troubleshoot things um, really simple. So um, check it out. It's like I said, it's, um, it's a couple years old. Um, I haven't uh, updated it in a couple years, but you know, it all should work the same. And uh, if you find that it works for you and there's some tweaks, you know, some in a pull request, man, I, I would definitely appreciate it. It's, um, and, I, and I hope it's beneficial to you as well. That's, that's the biggest thing here. Um, the next uh, item on agenda here was we are going to cover the VS Code hint, tips, and tricks of the week. Um, this one right here is submitted by me. I did not write this one, but... This one here is called Remote FS. And what I'm going to show you here real quick, like the screen share. Remote FS. Can I make it bigger? Yes, I can indeed. Cool. So Remote FS is really like a remote file system um, for VS Code. And, and as everyone knows, everything in VS Code is stored in a JSON um, struct and allows you to you know, do things from there. But you basically kind of create a struct like this. What I love about it is it does work with FTP and all those other items. 
Um, you can store, store the username in there and, and omit the password, but if you're using um, SF, SFTP or SSH or anything like that, and you have a private key, I encourage you to use that if you're going to be storing it and utilizing this um, this module. Um, that way it'll automatically log you in and, and you can just rock on from there. I'm going to show it to you real quick. Um, this right here is accessing a server and I can see it has a spool up, get the cache, no big deal. Um, it's kind of one of those things that we all loved about um, the old Dreamweaver. Uh, you could do the remote file systems, but this way is uh, very simple. Uh, what I love about it is when I am developing APIs, uh, especially for like mobile apps and things like that, where I don't really have um, the internal infrastructure and internal servers, et cetera, and so on to, to have my phone in hand accessing uh, things locally. I can develop my API here uh, on the server, uh, do all my testing on the phone, making sure it's getting the request back and all, and it's live in real time. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are going to cringe at the fact that you're editing things live on a server, but this is here for development. And uh, you obviously can use it in production. I do not recommend it. That is the official stance on that, but I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I have edited in production and I have used this remote FS file plugin to do it. So don't encourage it, but if you need it, it is a really cool module to use. So, all right. And that here is going to bring us to the fun part of the day. And I am going to skip naming all of you guys because I don't have Gavin here to bail me out when I mess up. But I do want to thank our, our two uh, newest Patreon members. Uh, we have Scott Steinbeck and Jordan Clark. Um, you guys actually should have been uh, called out and mentioned last week. Uh, I failed to do so because uh, we got a little busy and forgot to uh, coordinate and double check and see what's going on. Uh, but I do thank you guys and Patreon support. Yes, Michael, I have edited live files in production. So I got Michael Bourne over here. Um, he's, uh, I'm going to go over here for just a second. Boom. I don't know if you can see him here. This is our YouTube chat. <laughs> I'm calling you out. He's busting on me for uh, talking about editing in, in production. And yes, I have done that. And anybody who tells you that they have not, um, they're lying. But I did say it's not recommended. So, um, okay, Scott. And everybody's shaming me now. So, Nobody will admit that they have edited in production. Um, I will, um, but I don't recommend it, okay, guys? So at any rate, um, this is pretty much all I have for you guys today. Um, I do hope you join us next week. Yep, I hope you guys uh, join us next week. I'm hoping Gavin's going to be with us. Uh, if not, Brad probably will be um, guest hosting uh, with us. Um, Brad is uh, out with, I believe, uh, church camp this week. Uh, it's summertime. Kids are off doing, having a good time. Um, like I said, Gavin's off in New Zealand. And um, yeah, Michael says he'll never admit it. Gavin's in New Zealand. Um, take He took his family over there. Um, they're going to be there for a while. 
So if you uh, are trying to get a hold of either Gavin or Brad and the time they respond in, in weird times, um, you know, just be mindful they're, they're off doing that this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it, guys. Uh, I hope it wasn't too horrible and I'm not going to ramble on, but I do thank you guys for attending. Hope to see you next week. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.